listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. It is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Thursday, the 2nd of November, 2023. On Market Day, we'll speak with Ben Clark from TMS Capital for the Day on the Markets. But first, to the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, which is urging Australians to shop around for better NBN product plans for broadband because of changes to wholesale prices next month making the lowest and the highest speed tiers more affordable. Mid-tier wholesale costs will rise. However, the actual price paid by consumers will be set by retailers competing for business. Now, the HPC notes that the less expensive, lower speed plans may be enough for some households because they allow access to most online services, including high-definition TV. It just depends on how many people are online at the same time. So for more, I spoke with HPC Commissioner Anna Brackey. And to start us off, are Australians generally getting good value for their NBN services at the moment? The NBN is a really important piece of national infrastructure. We saw during COVID how important it really was, and we're still seeing it beyond COVID in what it does in terms of our lives and our business. So it is really important. We are seeing that people are paying about the same now as what they did on the ADSL plans. Uh, before the NBN was built. And as such, we think that customers are, you know, getting a pretty good deal on the NBN uh, because it is so important and it, it matters so much. So there are some wholesale pricing changes, which we'll talk about in a few seconds. But first, how do you pick the right plan? There are so many out there. And more importantly, how do you distinguish um, what a 25 megabit per second plan is compared to a 50 or 100? And what, what do they generally offer? The retail, the broadband retailers do need to provide some really good information to their customers that shows what sort of services uh, the different uh, speeds will support uh, in terms of how many simultaneous screens you can stream or what sort of gaming experience it is. So the retailers do need to provide customers with information. The best places to go to go is, is there. The AC also does a monitoring broadband report and we give an indication of how many screens you can stream simultaneously on the different sorts of plans. I think you'd be uh, generally surprised at how many you can actually uh, support on a 25 or a 50 or a 100 plan. Do do you have an example? Like, do you know, for example, on on that lower cost one, the lower speed one, a 25, what that supports? Uh, It would support, it depends on what you're streaming, whether you're streaming high definition, standard definition, ultra high definition, but certainly, you know, you you would, at, at high definition, you would get upwards of five to seven um, or even more simultaneous screens being able to be streamed. Okay, so the NBN Co has updated retailers' um, changes to wholesale prices. So what does that mean for consumers? So we have reset the wholesale prices. They're the prices that NBN charges to the broadband retailers. They then package them up and, uh, and sell them to customers in the market We did see some prices for certain tiers go down and others go up. What that really means in this current cost of living environment is that customers should not just look at uh, the different retailers, but also have a look and make sure that they're not paying for more than they need to on their current plan. 
So it's important to kind of get the right size plan, uh, but also to have a look between the retailers because they will have different products in the market at the moment. So that's a good point. So the fastest isn't necessarily the best for a particular household. Is that right? No, it really depends on the characteristics of the household and the household budget. What we don't want to see is people paying for something that they're not using, uh, particularly when households are under cost of living pressures. So it's important to understand what the different speed tiers will support, but also to look around between the retailers because we do see different prices in the market. Some deals are better than others and some retailers have discounts and uh, that are available without locking contracts. So you can kind of shop around, get a good discounter and make sure that you continually engage in the market so that you're always getting a good deal. Is there an easier way to find that good deal? There, look, you can look on, you can do a bit of Googling or, or website browsing to, to look between the retailers, but there, there is also uh, comparator websites that can help you do that. Uh, but it, it really does mean just having a look around. Fortunately, the uh, plans tend to be relatively easy to compare. So customers should feel confident to engage in the market. What we did today was we wrote to the retailers and we said uh, that we have expectations of them being very clear with their customers uh, and providing them with a good experience so that they understand if prices are going to change and the retailers can also help customers get onto the right plan for them. So we have high expectations of the retailers. It is important for cost of living uh, pressures in in the economy at the moment. Anna Brackey there, the ACCC Commissioner. Now, Market Day on the SBS On The Money podcast. The Australian share market had a really good day today. <laughs> the S&P ASX 200 closing at 6,899. That is an increase of 0.9%. For more, I spoke with Ben Clark. He's a portfolio manager at TMS Capital. So, Ben, the market's doing really well after the US Fed left official interest rates on hold at between 525 and 5.5% overnight. Some suggest that that may be the end of the tightening cycle, but is it really? Well, the bond market's telling us it probably is. It's still a moving feast, as the Fed keep reminding us. It's going to be data-dependent. But you've got to remember, I think, jawboning or talking down the expectation of rates is part of the killing inflation. And the Fed's doing a good job at that, but the bond market's saying they're done. What about the Reserve Bank? Is that is that what the Reserve Bank is likely to do next week then? Well, the, again, so the bond market's saying a 70% chance of a rate hike next week. And I, I, I personally, I think it's probably higher than that. Um, again, the you know, it's looking like the bond market is saying that will be the last rate hike. Uh, December, we've got a live decision, January, no meeting. So it's going to continue to depend on what the inflation picture tells us. We're continuing to see surprisingly strong data out of the economy, which will have the RBA worried. Um, Given that we've seen three days of gains in the Australian share market after a brief dip into correction, a technical correction on Monday, is this the turnaround in sentiment we kind of needed? Yeah, I think so. Look, November typically is a strong month. It's actually the strongest month of the year on the United States exchanges. And December, January are not too far behind it. So we're moving into a seasonal period, which typically is good. 
it will be, despite the tragedy in Israel um, that I think a lot of people are pointing the finger at, it's really going to be more that calming of the interest rate picture that's going to be the catalyst that could get the market moving. And hopefully we're starting to see that. I think the big corporate story of the day is Origin Energy. Major shareholder Australian Super rejecting another sweetened $20 billion offer for the company. What's your take on this? And what does it say about merger and acquisition activity at the moment? This is an interesting one because you don't normally see a share price get hit hard on the back of an increase in M&A activity. But what's happened here is that Brookfield have declared their final bid is final, which means they're legally not allowed to increase it again. And the largest shareholder, which controls nearly 14% of the stock, and that's a blocking stake, has said they won't accept it. So it looks like this deal is actually going to fall over. And what does it say? It says that Australian Super is actually willing to take some short-term pain in the share price for what they see as long-term gain in owning a key platform and business that's going to drive the energy turnaround that we're going to see over the next 20 years in this country. Final question, where do you see the opportunities for investors at the moment? For me, the standout's healthcare. Um, healthcare has been hammered by the Azempic effect where we've seen hedge funds globally smashing stocks that feels could be vulnerable to millions of Americans taking weight loss tablets for the rest of their lives. And also, generally, these are growth stocks, so they are susceptible to those moves we've seen in bond markets. We think the Azempic news is overblown for many of the companies on the Australian Stock Exchange. And also, hopefully, if we see those interest rate outlooks start to calm down, that could be the area that could really go. Because we're seeing once in a decade valuation levels in a number of the highest quality businesses on our stock exchange. Ben Clark there from TMS Capital. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. Content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.